Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Everything But The Law, where we literally talk about everything but the law. Today, I have a very, very special guest who also happens to be my best friend. She is a nurse who just completed her nurse practitioner program is, and is going to be licensed in a few months. Her name is Elizabeth. She's going to share the ins and outs of what it takes to become a nurse practitioner. Here she is, Elizabeth. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Thank so, you for having me here today. Of course, <laughs> my favorite guest, who is literally my sister. So at the beginning of each episode, I try to get my guest's favorite drink. This time we're drinking mimosas because that's what we've been drinking for, I was going to say the last 20 years, but that would be a little too long. Um, it's with, it's Prosecco with tangerine. Trying, yeah, we're trying tangerine today. Yeah, it's, so. It's pretty nice mix. How does it feel being on a podcast for the, you've never done a podcast before, so how does it feel? It's a very interesting feel, just trying to loosen up, taking a few sips here and there, but it's fun. I'm so happy to be here. It's an mm -hmm. honor to have you have me on your podcast. Well, That's thank episode you. episode number two, right? Yeah, episode number, number two. two. <laughs> so let's start it off with the cheers. Cheers. Um, I guess we'll start with how we know each other. Literally, the day I landed in the United States and I was going in inside my grandma's house, she she saw my grandma. You knew my grandma. I knew your grandma. Your grandma and I were besties. We yeah. go way back when. I saw her, spotted you. I'm like, her and I, mm -hmm. I, I feel connection. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, can she come out and play with me? And uh, next thing you know, the next yeah. day, I think it was, right? Because mm -hmm. you were a little... Um, Tired. Yeah, I was probably a little tired. I don't remember the moment exactly, but literally I did not speak a lick of English. We were miming to each other. That's how we were playing. And yeah, and after that, we've been friends for literally 20 years. We just celebrated our 20 year anniversary. We did. We went so, to Paris yeah. last year. We made a wine. We went and we did a wine making class. Yeah. And yeah. We, we stopped to open our bottle. Yeah, we of stopped wine, to open actually. our bottle of wine that we made together. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we'll we'll touch on basically how we grew up and um, how that shaped us to who we are now and and our journeys together. But what I want to know, and I want to know more about you. So for a viewer that might not know what uh, who a nurse practitioner is or what they do, mm -hmm. um, can you give us a little breakdown of what what is a nurse practitioner or what is that program absolutely so a nurse practitioner is an advanced practice nurse so essentially you have to have your bachelor's in nursing and then you continue to a graduate program so i have mm -hmm. my master's in nursing now and you can even get your doctorate of nursing but um the biggest difference between a registered nurse which is what most people mm -hmm. probably are very familiar with and a nurse practitioner is a nurse practitioner can diagnose and prescribe mm -hmm. medications and yeah, that's the biggest ultimate difference. So a registered nurse cannot prescribe no. or diagnose, no. but a nurse practitioner is a step up. You could diagnose and you could prescribe. So what is the difference between a doctor and a nurse practitioner? Well, it's different schooling. So as a nurse practitioner, the biggest difference that I can say from my experience is more of bedside mannerisms is what mm -hmm. we're really taught in nursing school. Mm -hmm. So it's all about the patient and their comfort and just kind of being by their side. Whereas, and then uh, as a doctor, I mean, do, you know. Yeah, doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a completely different. Different program for sure, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So why, why did you decide to become a nurse practitioner and not a doctor? Because the schooling is pretty like heavy on both ends. So that, that's the question I always get. Honestly, as a little girl, 
I just always knew I wanted to be a nurse. And so I stuck on that path and I yeah. became a nurse. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to continue. I want to be a nurse practitioner. I see more potential for myself. So I'm doing everything. I'm, I'm an aesthetic nurse. So yeah. as a nurse practitioner, I will still work in aesthetics. But it's just, it's a more, um, it's a, it's more honorable role I guess yeah. in a sense I don't know it's, it's a higher title so it's it's I don't know I feel like you as a nurse practitioner you also have a bit more flexibility than a doctor no oh uh, kind of I guess it depends and and in a sense like a doctor is always like liable for everything yes liability is right yeah yeah and so you always have to have your malpractice yeah. for your own protection but technically yes doctors your traditional doctors kind of do they are yeah yeah so tell yeah. us mm-hmm. uh, all the schooling that you did and kind mm-hmm. of break break it down from us for from us for us after high school. So after high school, I decided to go to traditional undergrad. Nursing was a very difficult uh, undergrad program to get into right after high school, mm-hmm. so I chose to do public health promotion. I went to CSUN. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my matadors. <laughs> but, um, uh, so that was a four-year program for me. I I chose public health promotion because a lot of the prerequisites were similar to the nursing prereqs, so like the biology, mm-hmm. the anatomy, all of that. So after that, um, it was time for nursing. Um, so what I wanted was some kind of an entry-level master's program where like to become a nurse practitioner ultimately at the end goal. So Azusa Pacific, which yeah. is where I went, they have this four-year master's program, and you had to have you have to have your bachelor's, prior bachelor's. So kind of checked off those yeah you know those um, check marks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I had to do more prerequisites for this program because they're big on psychology. So I took about a year and a half working on my prerequisites. After you got your bachelor's? After I got okay. my bachelor's. I took a very long route <laughs> yeah. to get to where I am. But I... I mean, so did I. I yeah. think that's the point <laughs> yeah. of this podcast that yeah. I want to instill that you could just, you know, you, yeah. everyone has a different path and you finally yeah. get to where you want to be. Exactly. That's the end goal is everything. So yeah. it's, it's the drive yeah. that really matters. So you so, took a year and a half. Um, took a year and a half classes, yeah. of extra classes and some grades I was kind of you know I had a B let's say and I'm like yeah. I want to get an A in this class so I retook a couple classes so I got into my nursing program finally uh, at Azusa and it was a year I had a whole year um, when was it? I got yeah. in 2018 they gave me the big call to start in May 2019 so that's I had some time off and that's when we did our little travels mm-hmm. which we can talk about um, and then so May 2019 and I just graduated December 2023 in mm-hmm. its entirety from high school mm-hmm. to the end how many years did it take so high school was 2012 yeah and now it's 20 Oh my gosh, it was long term. Eleven years. Eleven years. Never in my life would I imagine. Yeah. But I mean, you weren't like years. always in nursing. Like you no. took those classes. You took yeah. you know a little bit of a break. This and that. Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. Eleven and a half years after high school. Wild. It didn't I seem remember, like that. No, I remember in high school. I thought like, there's no way I'm gonna be done with school 
in like five, six years. If someone yeah. told me 11 years. You're I mean, like, yeah, by like yeah. 23, 24, I'm going to be done with everything. Yeah, but yeah. just life just doesn't go that way sometimes. And, and that's, that's completely okay. okay. And that's I mean, actually really exciting. But we did, I did, I finished it before 30. So that's yeah. great. Yeah, and I mean, people want to become a nurse or an attorney in their mm -hmm. late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. The yeah. oldest um, oldest person in my class was when I first started law school. He was 57. That's so that's amazing. pretty crazy. Yeah. And then the youngest was yeah. 19 or 20. 20. Yeah. And which my, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. In my program, in my class, the youngest, I think he was 20 or 21. Uh, and then the oldest, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But there are people with kids. But nurses, everyone always wants to become a nurse no matter what age. It's such yeah. a stable job to have. Cause it is. Every, you could just... I feel like you could always find a job with nursing. It is, because everyone, someone out there in the world always needs help. And yeah. nursing is such a broad field. Like There are so many different kinds of nurses yeah. that you wouldn't even imagine. They're tra travel nursing, by the way, amazing. Something I wish I could have done. But at this point, I'm established. But if I could go back, I actually would do travel nursing for a little bit. They make a crazy really cool. amount of money. I had a few, few yeah. clients yeah. who were travel nurses, and they... They make upwards of like two hundred and fifty k a yeah. year. Yeah, it's yeah. it was insane. And everything is paid for your stay, everything. the car, just all of the above. But then you would have to work at a hospital, right? Uh, uh, yeah, but for the most for the most part, yeah. And I'm just not a. Ho I have so much respect for hospital nurses. It's yeah, just, it's just, it's just not my thing. Yeah, you do <laughs> like the the pretty stuff. I do the pretty stuff, yeah. <laughs> Aesthetics, it's it's the pretty stuff, but it's also, it's a lot of psychology. Oh, so sure. a lot of people come in, it's, you know, you always want to make someone, f I, I genuinely want someone to feel good when they leave my yeah. office, um, but I only speak honesty. And, but also you have to know how to navigate certain conversations. Like someone will come in and be like, oh, you know, I'm not happy with this and that. I always navigate it to, towards love yourself for who you are this is all just for fun and we're just doing fun little enhancements and mm -hmm. i always say a little sprinkle like i mm -hmm. <laughs> talk about little sprinkles here and there but um you just make it fun and light um but yeah there's a lot of psychology involved and i have yeah. patients of all ages like really young girls with social media now these days they get influenced and it's you want to kind of help to stray away from that and learn to love yourself first yeah um and then do all the everything else is just for fun <laughs> I mean, you kind of answered it, but why did you get into aesthetics? Mm -hmm. Because I love the artistic side of nursing. Yeah. Um, and you have you have to have an eye for it, honestly. You really do because someone's face is the first thing right. everyone sees. It's the face, yeah. body. Um, so there's that artistic feature to it. Uh, but it's also, I'm such a people person and I have all different kinds of people sit on my chair. So it's it's... It's just, it's so much fun. My work does not feel like work. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like another day hanging out with friends. We're such a family environment in my office. Going back, going back to the program, I think yeah. another good thing about your program is you said after 18 months, you become an RN and then yeah. you could work yeah. and then you could work, make mm -hmm. money and then mm -hmm. still finish up your program yeah. and become a nurse practitioner. Exactly. So they actually require you to work in oh. the master's portion um it's you need a resume you're building your resume so um they require you to work and actually for a little while aesthetics was a little they want you to have um, experience in more traditional mm. hospital settings med med search or you know or certain specialties where you're constantly 
around prescriptions and you get familiar with dr- like different drugs yeah. and everything. You do filler, Botox. Tell us a little bit about everything that you do. Ugh, I do literally everything. So anywhere there's skin, there's muscle, there's bone, we can yeah. work, we can do something on it. Yeah. So I do all different kinds of injectables, Botox, which everyone knows. It's yeah. a neuromodulator, relaxes your muscles, makes you look awakened and just kind of relaxed. You can treat in all different ways, more just conservatively, where it's like baby Botox, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people refer to as, or the the frozen, <laughs> like, the frozen it's, face. You know, teach their own. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, neuromodulators, and then there are fillers. There are different kinds of fillers. I only work with hyaluronic acid filler. Example, is that up to you to decide what you inject, or is it like, okay, it's a pretty common practice to put this in lips and this in, you know? A little bit of both because you it depends. Are you treating on-label or off-label? On-label, there are very specifics of what goes where. But off-label, you can kind of, you know, if you're doing a lip filler, let's say, mm-hmm. you can, if you have some extra product, like, oh, let's put a little more here or there. It Wait, can, what's off-label? So, and on label. so on-label, like, okay, we're going to talk about Botox for one yeah. second. So um, Allergan, which is the owner of Botox, the big corporation. So um, Allergan Institute, they, by the book, every person can use 64 units that's on label. So each person that sits on my table should get 64 units of Botox on their face. But so, and there's, it's a breakdown. It's like a bunch of four units all -hmm. around the face. Generally, Wait, units, they make you. I'm, conf- I'm no, kinda... no, no, they don't. So that's oh. like it's kind of like the rule book, it's like the oh, rule book, okay. But you can make your own rules. So, like, not everyone, I don't know if I should be saying, but like, technically, not everyone needs 64 units, yeah. Okay, so some people they want more of like a softer look or whatever it is. Um, or everyone's forehead is different, someone with a larger forehead, stronger muscles, like males can use more units. Mm. Um, so you and how you're distributing the. The, the product. So um, not everyone will use 64 units. I have plenty of people come at my table. Yeah. Anywhere between 20 to 30 units, 40 units, it's all different. So that's kind of off-label. So what is the difference between Botox and filler? First of all, let's okay. start there. Okay, so Botox, first of all, is a, it's a, like a brand of a neurotoxin. Mm-hmm. So neurotoxins relax the muscle. It essentially paralyzes the muscle. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a muscle treatment, for, and I'll get back to it. But uh, a filler is a gel that fills in anywhere there's depletion of volume. Do you think it's ever too early to start? Yeah, like if you're a teenager, you know, I, yeah. I mean, uh, I think early 20s, mid 20s is that perfect time. Yeah. To I mean, start. I think if you're a teenager, that's in my that's personal opinion, I think that's too too early enjoy it enjoy your youth there is a time for everything honestly and it's also so i started my botox treatments because i noticed those creases and i'm very um, open with sharing i talk about this with my patients all the time i just noticed my my makeup would get stuck in my creases throughout the day and i just i didn't like that so um so after treating (laughs) those lines you just get that smooth forehead and i've actually noticed it helps with acne as well really uh-huh. I know, you know, when you see mm-hmm. people, especially online, you see them, um, they have like this like really plump face, mm-hmm. um, like almost reflective, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? 
So that's probably a combination yeah. of a lot of lasers. Everyone can use lasers yeah. for the most part. But with lasers, you might... I've heard, and, and you, you could tell me your opinion. So I've heard that with la- lasers, there is such a thing as being too young to put such strong lasers on your skin. Depends on the laser. Like laser yeah. genesis, for example, is just a heat-based laser, and it's actually amazing for acne. Yeah, it, it kills bacteria. It just softens and plumps your skin. But if we're talking about like a refract, uh, like a CO two refractional laser, yeah, where we're literally peeling away or burning off a layer of your skin, it and you yeah. build even in young twenties, that would probably be too early. No, like no, for instance, like Morpheus eight. Okay. That's sure. really that's a really intense. That's pretty laser. intense, but if it's someone who has acne scars, yeah. um, for example, it will target that. Mm-hmm. So there are all kinds of micro needlings. So that's mm-hmm. micro needling with radio frequency. So that radio frequency is the heat aspect of it, where there is tightening and tightening, lifting essentially. Um, but the micro needling mm-hmm. portion of it, I think even a teenager can do. Uh, can can uh, benefit from if you already have those yeah. scarring and texture large pores all of that I guess I guess mm-hmm. I'm saying more in a way where you have pretty good skin and you know right. you still want to maintain or you want to make it better if you don't have right. like deep acne scars and stuff as a teenager right. you probably don't want to go and get yeah, if it's, but it's like really no if it's not necessary yeah. there's yeah yeah, yeah. so that makes sense yeah. okay so that's we talked about Botox mm-hmm. lasers mm-hmm. and so now fillers mm-hmm. you know everyone Mm-hmm. is obsessed with lip filler right yes. what so that's the most common lip filler lips, cheeks yeah lips and what's cheeks. the what, what would would you say cheeks are more common or a lip um i do a lot of lips but cheeks are also like che- cheeks and lips those are the really? two number one i would not yeah. have guessed um i would cheeks. not have guessed cheeks. yeah and then Generally. can you put can you put botox in your cheeks to lift that no no no, no botox the closest area here is really just more like the eyes. You can do microtox. So what are microtox? So micro- microtox or microtoxins? Just microtox. It's Tox. a form of a treatment of to- uh, neurotoxins. So microtox is very superficial, tiny little uh, injections. So those very fine lines that you see, you can essentially soften them with this neuromodulator. So um, uh, so if someone, let's say, doesn't want to do lasers or microneedling or something mm-hmm. like that, and I already have you on the table for Botox, and you have those really fine little lines under the eyes. You just do little sprinkles, my favorite term. <laughs> you do little sprinkles of Botox. Sprinkle, sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkles. <laughs> um, under the eyes, you have to stay very superficial. Also, you have to really know the musculature of the face because you can mess someone's face up you can give yeah. them a droopy eye you can uh, block the lymphatic drainage in the face and then they get poofy so you have to really know what you're doing and so it's all about practice so yeah. um so fortunately i've done i've taken a million training courses and every day is practice and yeah. i work alongside amazing nurses that i learn from and there's no such thing as too much training too much education even those people who have been in the industry 20, 25, 30 plus years, they still learn new things and yeah. new techniques. And so it's, it's a really, it's a beautiful environment to yeah. be surrounded in. And um, I go to any possible training I can yeah. because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know what you're going to learn. 
So, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's with, I think, being a professional in any field, yeah. the learning doesn't stop because things yeah. always develop. Like, it's same mm-hmm. thing with being an attorney. Like, just because you're an attorney doesn't mean you're not going to learn mm-hmm. the new laws that are coming mm-hmm. out or mm-hmm. whatever, maybe a new court, court decision or yeah. whatever it may be. What was your biggest obstacle finishing um, school? Oh, gosh, just the whole motive of, continuing and just going it was hard honestly there was a time where I really wanted to take a semester off because it was just a lot of workload um there was just a lot going on at all times with clinicals I had two clinical rotations and I had 19 units in one semester yeah. you know it's just it's a lot so it's something you have to sign up for and be prepared for um, but also something I always talk about is balance you have to know how to balance your lifestyle so that's really what worked for me is I had to sit down and really think how do I want to do this how do I want to approach the situation because it was it was kind of a take a semester off and potentially I was afraid of getting too comfortable with not being in school anymore and not going back that's always the like the rational fear of it all because technically you could take one year off and come back um but I just I just wanted to keep going so what I actually did twice is I ended up in my in the master's portion and the bachelor's you gotta you gotta go with it you have to stick through it for 18 months if you may or may not have a life but Mm -hmm. you know it is what it is and then for the master's portion I ended up just taking one class at a time at one point because it was it was a lot that's how you could do most things is being well balanced because if you're just so hyper focused on being in school or whatever it is then that part of your life that's lacking at some point is going to take over. That's how I feel yeah. for most people, and yeah. obviously I'm speaking generally. Right. How did you keep your balance in law school? <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. It just came naturally to me. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes it would like lean one way or, or uh, the other. But I also, I also had a huge transition in law school, mm-hmm. um, where after my first semester of law school, we went online because of COVID. So... That was a huge transition. Yeah. We were all staying inside. Yeah. There was no social life. Yeah. And I, I, found, I found that that was really difficult. That was a difficult transition yeah. because I am a social person and yeah. not seeing people and like not really interacting in a classroom was a challenge. Yeah. So, and on top of that, I couldn't be social at all. So I'm right. just sitting at home. I, I, I actually completely agree. I remember the day that they took all of us nurses, nursing students, out of the hospital. Yeah. It was I was in the pediatrics unit at Chalk at a children's hospital, Orange County. Beautiful hospital, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but we were on the unit, and there was an announcement of all students have to get mm-hmm. off the unit. Yeah. So it was an early day, and here I was thinking, I was like, oh, we're finally going to... You know, we, we we don't we couldn't get our nails done. That was I love my nails. We could not tragic. get our nails done. So tragic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can finally get my nails done. I don't have to be in the hospital. But then you can. And then little did I know, <laughs> the entire world shut down. I know. It's crazy. Always talk about how you need to find balance. You need to be social. Mm-hmm. This and this and that. And I think that's like surface level talk. Mm-hmm. But when something, when some, when you're, for instance, and I can only speak from my experience because I only went to law school and no no other profession. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a tougher conversation is when you're going going through this rigorous course of whatever you're doing and then something like tragic happens or if something like really devastating happens, mm-hmm. 
that that's the hardest thing to do i think to just yeah. keep going during that time yeah and i i went through a few uh hurdles in yeah. personal life stuff yeah. that happened you know and those things are hard to share yeah i hard to hard to like share and talk yeah. about <clears throat> same thing here especially like after covid when that happened and then i was going through through like personal stuff a lot mm-hmm. and then trying to do that all that and then still be a law student was a struggle it's heavy yeah because then you're like (laughs) i just want to stop doing everything yeah and you don't want to keep going right but then you wake up and you're like yeah i gotta do this i always like i even wrote you a note once remember Mm -hmm. why you started in the Mm -hmm. first place uh and it's a good reminder actually like why am i doing this like like yeah like what's my purpose and what like what are my intentions with what I'm doing so if it's something that whatever it is in life whether it's your career you're finishing a program uh, a travel whatever it is it's 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 like what's the purpose in it all yeah and if it's worth it for you so um and exactly I think your entire experience has been worth it yeah yeah and yeah no definitely I mean looking back now um Obviously, it was worth it, but when you're in it, you're like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. Something something about you, I, I think we have so much in common, but yes. we also have a lot of things uh, that are different. Mm-hmm. One of them being that you are the most optimistic person that I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say I'm the most pessimistic, but I'm just like, I, I'm more grounded in a sense of like, I look at things very black and white I guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you look at things in like a very positive light which is a great thing Mm -hmm. Um, we balance each other yeah yeah I think I think that's what we're we are the opposites in that sense and so I've learned to be a bit more like you and I think you've learned to be a bit Mm -hmm. more like me in that sense and um so how do you how do you always stay so positive well, I mean, like a normal person, I have my moments, of course, but... You're not like a normal person, actually, <laughs> at all. You're well, always in a good mood. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've... I mean, obviously, over yeah. 20 years, I know that, but most people that know you, I don't think have ever seen you in a bad mood. Honestly, I think it just comes from within. Yeah. That's... For my for my experience, um, I genuinely count my blessings every day, and I feel very grateful to be like who I am and mm-hmm. where I am in life. So I, that's my, like the only answer I can really think of. That's the first thing that comes to my head yeah. is it's even as simple as, you know, I have my vision, I'm breathing, I'm not coughing today. You know, just yeah. like I, I have a, a car, I have a job, I have a family, I have my amazing friends. And it's little things like that, that, and everything I have to look forward to in life, yeah, it's those are the things that keep me going. Like we have so many celebrations. We have. Yeah. I think of all the celebratory moments in life yeah. that I'm looking forward to, and um, and we're human. We go through, we go through stuff, you know, in life, and you can't. I I don't like to dwell on things for longer than I have mm-hmm. to. So I just. I'll take it in as it is. I'll experience the emotions, but also I'm like, all right, yeah, next. But you've, all, I think, naturally <laughs> so, though, you've always been that kind of a person. Yeah, as and a kid, even yeah, as we, even, as even when we were kids, we yeah. had the same personalities. Yeah. Obviously, now it's been more developed. Yeah. But like I was, I think I was always, 
I don't even know how to describe myself. How would you describe it? Like more reserved and like I think I you're a big you're a realist. Like yeah, and I think with certain things you and you're more lighthearted with things, which mm-hmm. I wish a lot of times I can be, but with a lot of things I'll like um like it will really affect me mm-hmm. when it really shouldn't. Yeah. Some things obviously yeah. like affect me on a really like deep level where mm-hmm. I'm like sitting there thinking about it all the time and that yeah. like it just weighs heavy on me where you could be like okay well that didn't whatever whatever and then move on kind of thing i think it's just what you put your energy towards and i don't like to put my energy towards something that's not gonna matter yeah down the line and that's how i explain to people just like as i said some people say like okay elizabeth like but this is what i'm dealing with like yeah i know this is what you're dealing with yeah and that's okay take it in you're human feel it accept it and then move on like it's really also not that complicated. Like, nothing yeah. is that... Co- Actually, fun fact, I do want to write a book one day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I want to speak to my audience just like I'm speaking to you, to all of you. Yeah. Um, something very lighthearted, but literally no- nothing is that yeah. complicated. Like it's, it's, there's a quote of, it's 10% what happens to you and 90% of how you handle it. So, mm-hmm. um, but not, like, literally, nothing yeah. is that serious. Even... Even as serious as death, for example, people move on. You find a new normal. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. we, we, we are the ones that can pretend, yeah. we are the ones in charge of making things complicated. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah no, I, I agree um, with you in that sense, but I yeah. also disagree in a sense mm-hmm. where I don't think it's that easy. Well, yeah. Especially, mm-hmm. it depends on who you are as a person. And right. I heard, I heard maybe it was a TikTok video, which I get most of my information from now. <laughs> um, there's like a baseline. Someone was saying that there's like a baseline of like, I guess your mood or your feeling. Mm-hmm. And for instance, I feel like you have a higher baseline because your baseline normal is is like cheerful, you're whatever. I think my baseline is very low. So mm-hmm. I get I get excited about things very rarely. Like it's mm-hmm. very, it's way lower than yours. That's my baseline. Obviously, sometimes I can get really excited, or sometimes mm-hmm. I get really upset. Just like you could get really upset sometimes. Right. But it's you come back to your baseline, and it's much higher than mine. Mm-hmm. I I I think that makes so much more sense to me. And I think every person has a different baseline. Right. I think so when you're when you're dealing with like big things like how you mentioned death i think Mm -hmm. it could affect people very differently yeah and it's not and people could take years i think Mm -hmm. grieving grieving someone and other people could take a few months and i I, and that's why i guess people say like when people are grieving like you just don't know right and there's really no right or wrong way and i think it kind of ties back to that baseline because you don't know what someone's baseline is Also, imagine if we all had the same baseline. That would be so boring. Yeah, of course. Like, and I mean, that's why. And that's why you learn from one another. Yeah. I think. I think it's so. I love humanity so much. I love people so much because it's so yeah. amazing. Can you guys how- understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like dead. Oh dead God, I love baseline. Humans. Whatever. You're like, I love humanity so much. I think God sprinkled a little extra yeah, sugar no. in my Hundred percent. You can't you can't be around Elizabeth and like be in a bad mood. Even though sometimes in our, I'm like, Elizabeth, please shut up. This is not the time Too much. to be laughing and I'm I'm like overly observant, which another thing that I hate, like overly aware of myself. No, it's that's a very strong. It's it's a great gift, but I it's something that I want to change. I'm too I I feel like I'm too self aware of things that 
is it's almost crippling Mm -hmm. and then i get annoyed when other people are not as self-aware and Mm -hmm. and i can't expect that from other people for instance like in a grocery store if i'm i'm very mindful on who i'm close to i'm very mindful i'll wait for someone to grab their salad before i grab my salad and then if i'm there grabbing my salad and someone like goes under me and like tries to grab like that that is i will stand there like I'm sorry. Did I not just wait five minutes for so and so to grab their salad? Mom does not hold back when she likes or does not like something. She will put you in your place. Yeah, but that, it to a certain extent. But that's actually good. That's something I learned from you. Like always speak your mind. I, yeah. I, I'm very verbal at this point in my life. But and I think yeah. you have influenced me in that way and in in the most amazing yeah. way. You know. So it's, I mean, I think yeah. um, it depends on what again. I'm not right. I'm not that vocal. Like, if someone does that to me in a grocery store, I won't, like, make a scene. But if I feel like I'm disrespected or something like that, I will, especially with, with friendships. I know mm-hmm. I always talk about this. I think mm-hmm. if there's, like, a miscommunication or mm-hmm. whatever, if I care enough for the friendship and care, and I emphasize on the care, there are a lot of times where I felt, like, disrespected from an acquaintance or a friend, and mm-hmm. I didn't care enough to remedy the situation, or I just kind of let it go and yeah. let that friendship go because I'm like, this is not it for me. With my close friends, I think it's always worth that time to, like, if there's a, there's a disagreement, like, I will write you a paragraph and let you know this is how I felt, and then I most it's always worked like this where the other piece, person either has their side of the story or they'll be like I didn't even know I'm so sorry mm-hmm. and then I always I'm always very open to accepting an apology and then I move on and I never bring up that situation you again. You ask me that's called maturity. Yeah. Maturity 101 and you have aced it. <laughs> so. I was definitely not always like that. So no. um I don't I don't think most of us were ever yeah. like that. It's it's as we grow we mature we we learn we learn how to communicate yeah you know what you want what you don't want you know how to handle certain situations and i think communication is key in mm-hmm. every aspect of life with relationships any kind of friendships mm-hmm. relate your your partnerships in work yeah so you i have to say you are amazing with your words and you know how to always say what you mean but like you will never say something you don't mean you are very like you think about what you want to say before you say it yeah and you will not say something unless you truly mean it and that's a huge yeah like it's that's amazing and i love you for that thank you (laughs) yeah and i think it's also the other way around like Mm -hmm. if i'm if i'm like expressing to you what what I think you did wrong in a situation Mm -hmm. I'm also and this is something that I work on constantly like where I have to reflect on my actions Mm -hmm. and if I do things wrong plenty of times and I'm open to an like I I will apologize even before someone else realizes that I whatever it is or they might not see it the same way but I'll be like okay maybe she could have taken like let's say for you like oh maybe elizabeth took this the wrong way let me apologize like oh i, I hope you didn't take this the wrong way because this is this and that mm-hmm. or just be open to apologizing because there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. apologizing when you're wrong in a situation right. at it's all it's also being open to receiving this yeah information the, the the criticism or whatever it is or just whatever it is in life so to listen and to accept yeah that's how you grow and yeah. that's why you have to surround yourself by people yeah. who have the best intentions for you. That's such a, oh, I, yeah. I, it's such a blessing. We have the most amazing group of friends. Yeah. And 
literally that's one of the blessings I count for every single day. It's we really genuinely care and love each other. You are who you surround yourself by. So it's okay to let go of people. Yeah. You know, and that's something that is very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, but you, what I've learned also is self love is so important. It all starts with you. Mm -hmm. um, and if someone is really bringing you down or, or does not bring out the best side of you, yeah, it's it might be time to let go. Whatever yeah. that means, whoever. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a very dramatic thing. No, it's just it's life. Yeah, it's life, like, and it's life. <laughs> and I've also found like I've tried being friends with certain people mm -hmm. whatever and i've and let's say we you could drift apart and stop talking yeah. you could just kind of end the relationship say i don't want to you know basically i don't want to be your friend anymore mm -hmm. um and that doesn't make the other person a bad person no. it just sometimes maybe you're just not a right match i'm not everyone's cup of tea mm -hmm. like that's just i know that about myself you probably are because you're just a very upbeat person. I'm not. But is though. everyone my cup of tea? Yeah, no, probably that's something not. I've learned. But I know, like I know for I have a very strong personality in one sense, and I know that I'm not for everyone, and I know a lot of people are not for me, and that's okay. I'm not. Yeah. I've. I'm okay with not being liked by everyone, and that's that, okay. That yeah, that's okay. That's something I'm. Yeah, that's actually it's it's hard to admit, but yeah. It's that's something like to not be yeah. liked by people. It's like what? I mean, that was a hard thing. That this is a very recent thing, and it, it's still mm -hmm. an up and down kind of a thing. It's not yeah. like that's it. I don't care what anyone thinks of me or what. It's not that. It's just something that I always try to rewire in my brain that it's okay if people don't like you because, yeah. as humans, you want to be liked by everyone. Naturally. You want even if you don't like them, you want them to like you. Right. Right. Because it's like it's. You you want that it's feeling? It's natural. Like yeah. who doesn't want to be like who? Everyone. Who wants that kind of a negative? Like no they one. don't like me. <laughs> anyway, so change of topic. One thing that I wanted to see if you would also have the same answer to is what do you think is the one thing that we both have in common that has shaped us into who we are and has gotten us here? Mm -hmm. That is a very significant thing in our life. Mom. Yeah, that's literally exactly yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> Mommy. So our moms are <laughs> the most amazing people ever, obviously, because they're our moms. moms. Yeah. But they really instilled so many lessons in us. And, yeah. sh and they are the reason why I think we are here today. Not I think, I know, both yeah. of us. And yeah. her mom is like my mom. My mom is like her mom. And so we could talk about some of the greatest lessons that they've taught us, or at least yeah. one huge one yeah. that we, you know, carry with us every day. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah, no. Uh, the first thing that pops into my head is that there are no limits in life. Unlimited. Mm -hmm. the, sky, the sky is not even the limit. You can go way past the sky. And that's really stuck with me um my entire life and that's why I just keep going and that's where I think my drive comes from I've seen my mom she's just so effing amazing yeah. <laughs> she is unstoppable that's another uh, unstoppable unstoppable and limitless it's those two words yeah are the best way to describe my mom and who she is deep down and what she's taught me um uh I, 
Yeah. Not just only taught you, but things that you've seen her do. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that is, so that is possible. My mom does not give up. She does not take no for an answer. If she wants something, she's going to make it happen. And I've learned, I've grown with that by my side. So that's, that's literally why I am the way I am. Like if I want it, I'm going to get it. I'm going to make it happen one way or another. Like, yeah. no doesn't exist. Yeah. It just doesn't. <laughs> no, why? 100%. Like, like, if someone, one, if someone else can do it, why can't I? And two, if no one's done it before, there's always a first person. There's always a first something. So mm-hmm. you can always be that first. And yeah, there's I, no such thing as I impossible. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with that. So And that's thanks, a value. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, mom. And Stevie. <laughs> so I think for... For me, my mom, the most important lesson, i it's who I am at this mm-hmm. point. Um, she's taught me to have my own identity at yeah. all times. Mm-hmm. So just literally knowing who I am, and that takes a lot of work to actually know who you are, what yes. you like, and standing your own ground. And it's okay to be different from people mm-hmm. as, long, like, as long as you know who you are. And you learn your self-worth. Mm-hmm. And things that you will tolerate in your life and things that you won't tolerate in your life. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. And th- it saves you so much time. Hundred <laughs> percent. And when you're not pretending to be yeah. something else. And once again, this is not this is not like all of a sudden you know who you are. It takes time. It, probably you probably struggle with who you are your entire life. But obviously the closer and the closer you get um and the more experiences that you have and Mm -hmm. the more time you take to self-reflect on who you are is you know how you just become a better person and live a better life because it has been that has been literally the 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 best lesson that she has taught me my my mom is a very like strong individual Mm -hmm. all women in my life are very very strong individuals including my grandmother marina um my grandma raised me for a portion of my life and she till this day it's whatever marina says goes Mm -hmm. she is my grandmother and i have young parents and grandparents she's about like 69 years old and till this day she is our family's dictator uh i love her very much but i'm also very scared of her and respect the respect is is out of this world (laughs) to say it in a in a nice way you know you know my my grandma i love baby baby i love you yeah because she's always nice to you okay (laughs) and she makes me amazing yeah she yeah she loves she loves you and doesn't take things out on you but me on the other hand even when we were kids and we were we would be like playing do you remember that one story where Elizabeth, my grandma's mad at me about something? Oh, when my grandma is mad, <laughs> don't worry. Don't, you, you're gonna know. You're you gonna have know. two options: either beg for forgiveness, or <laughs> that's it. It's done. And I decided to not do any of those options. And I'm like, you know what? She's not talking to me. Well, I learned my lesson. She's mad at me, and. I go, I go home and she's like not even looking at me. She's clearly, you, you know, when my grandmother is pissed, she has that look. She's like, you are nothing to her. (laughs) So she's like, I go in, I'm like, hi grandma. And she's just like looking at me with those piercing eyes and that's it. She's like cooking something up. And then 
five or ten minutes later, Elizabeth comes over, and Elizabeth walks in. She's like, hi, hi Vivian, how are you? And my crew's like, oh, my God, my favorite grandkid, whatever, is complete. I'm like, you're fake, first of all. How do you just go from doing that to me, and then all of a sudden you change up so quick, and I'm now I know because I do that too. And um, she was Honestly. whatever. She's like, oh, my God, are you hungry? She didn't ask me if I was hungry. And so she was cooking, like, this thing in the oven, and you know what I'm talking about, right? She was like this chicken parm in, like, bread or something. And I guess she was like, whatever, Miriam could eat two. So she gives us two plates, and she gives one to Elizabeth and one to me. I'm taking a bite, and there's literally a toothpick. Oh, my God. Do you remember that? that? <laughs> there's a toothpick in my whatever she was serving. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm like, is she trying to kill me? And we start the thoughts of a young teenager. And to this day, I don't know if my grandma was trying to kill me because she was pissed at me. But, again, I guess, like, she left a toothpick in one of the things, but oddly enough it had to what be a, in my slice what a coincidence and yeah anyway i just went on a tangent there but same thing with my grandma she's they're very strong-willed and those are like the biggest lessons that they have both taught me see so we've been talking a lot it's been a lot i actually don't want this to end because i think no. we could talk we could we should and have we our do. own podcast we should just talk about Mary there are so many other that. topics that i want to talk to you about but Anyway, thank you so much for being my my guest. It was an absolute honor. Time just <laughs> flew. This was just like us talking on my couch. Um, I hope you as viewers learned a lot about Elizabeth, about um, how to become a nurse practitioner, mm-hmm. if it's right for you. I know we talked about things that were not even related, but yeah, it just, we can't help it. I can't just talk to her about her career the entire time. We have too, too many things to talk (laughs) about, but anyway, thank you so much. Oh, actually before. Yes. Is this the moment? Oh (laughs) my goodness. And if you're listening to this on audio, you can't see, but I have a sweater that was made. And on the back, it says, I don't know if you can pick that up. It says, everything but the law. It's my logo. And Elizabeth, you get my first hoodie. I'm so happy. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my gosh. This is so cozy. Actually, I think that's a huge one. I have a smaller size that I'll give you after. I'll take the big one. Yeah. Sorry. But there you go. (laughs) I love this. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute Mm -hmm. pleasure. And we're probably going to continue talking off camera, but, you know. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, that's that's our that's our episode. If you have any questions for Elizabeth, obviously, when I post this, I'll include all of her information. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I'm anybody out. So. If anyone's thinking about becoming a nurse practitioner, I'm sure that Elizabeth would be more than happy to, to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Same goes for me. If anyone's thinking about becoming a lawyer or whatever, you know, my DMs are always open. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. And should we do a last cheers to our very successful episode? Yes. And uh, cheers to us. Cheers to us. us. Love you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.